0: I can see the demon in you who doesn't want to come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't want to come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. down welcome back to the fuck this shit podcast i'm your host straight back again as always we start the podcast the same way thank you for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker thank you for all of the social media engagement all of the feedback left on the post thanks for shares all the reviews if you haven't left the review on your listening platform you're not a real nigga go leave a five-star review on your listening platform if you leave a five-star review on apple podcast with a little comment on it i will read it I'll hear for everybody. If you leave any feedback on the podcast, as you know already, I'll read it back for everybody and we'll have lots of fun with that. I always enjoy that kind of engagement type shit. Um, if you, uh, you know, all the social media handles, FTS podcast on Facebook, at fuck the shit Pod, on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit for now. It's looking like I'm going to change the Instagram handle. <coughs> excuse me you can't uh can't get paid advertising with profanity they hating on us bro the thing that makes us unique is the thing that they want to use to bring us down and i don't really fuck with that but whatever trying to get this bread i'm tired of working and shit um had an interesting week this week walked uh i switched uh switched locations at my jobs haven't had an off day in almost two weeks. Won't have an off day for another week and a half. But my money's looking good. Uh, my stress level is pretty decent. Uh, I've been real antisocial. I ain't really been talking to nobody. But I ain't got time like that. When you be when I'm being honest, I don't really have the time to to do that. Whenever I'm working like this, when I'm moving at this pace, shit, I barely got. I just got enough time to show up. So. That's what a nigga be doing. I hope that's enough for y'all type shit. You know, whatever. Um, what else happened last week for your boy? Really nothing, man. Pulled up, pulled up to Twin Peaks with uh, one of my managers. Got some decent service. It wasn't terrible. I went a week before then. This okay. Here's a pet peeve of mine, bro. If I go out to eat and I'm in my uniform. Like, as a server, I'm supposed to get good service because niggas know that we tip good as fuck. If you don't give me good service, I'm like, you're trash. You suck at this. You just fucking garbage. You should do something else. This is no way that you didn't know I was going to bless you if you just did a like fairly decent job. So that means you're not capable of a fairly decent job because you're not good at this. So whatever. Um, But whatever, we go the second time. Shit, chill. But I was sitting up there thinking, and I wanted, I want to, you know, I wanna feel free to put this out there. It's just a it's just an opinion. And I know before I even get started, it's gonna be somebody who's gonna hop on here like I work at a place like that and I make blah 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 blah. Okay, I hear you, I hear you. I'm not saying just just hear my whole thing out. I think it's Ooh, this one's gonna be hard to say. It's kind of lazy to work at a spot like that. I'm just saying, if you're gonna work at Twin Peaks or Hooters or something like that, you might as well just be a stripper or just work at uh, like a restaurant where the food costs more. You will make more money. Okay, okay, look, 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 wait, 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 wait. Uh, this is why I say that. Okay, in a in a in a in a vacuum, right? Niggas tip you on a percentage of how much they spend on the food. Like, in a perfect world, the way it's supposed to be. So, on on its, on its surface, if you're working in a restaurant, the best restaurant to work at is one where the food costs the most. Well, what I'm saying is, if you're working at a spot like that, the food don't really cost shit. So, you're really relying on a nigga to tip you based on, like, he think you fine. But honestly, ask me this. Answer me this. Do it not be, like, mad creepy niggas in there who not actually tipping you more because you half naked? They just treating you, like, less like a person because you half naked? And that's why I'm saying, I'm not because I'm not diametrically opposed to women using their bodies to make money. That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying there's probably a more financially advantageous way to use your body to make money. Like, you already half-naked for a whole bunch of motherfuckers. You might as well just be all the way naked for slightly less motherfuckers, maybe the same bunch of motherfuckers. But, I mean, they, like, literally throwing money at you instead of motherfuckers pretending they're going to tip you and still stiffing you on the bill. That's all I'm saying. Because I know it's niggas, like, and I'm sure... That is niggas who come in there and they try and, you know, they tip it extra big just to try and get the waitress attention, whatever, whatever. But also, establishments like that, y'all showing the game all the time. So niggas is coming and sitting in your section and just drinking up the $5 beers just in that motherfucker for hours. I know you got a lot of tables, but I mean, I don't know. I just feel like. If you're making a lot of money in a space like that, it's probably not because of where you work, it's because you're really good at your job. So if you took that same skill set and just went somewhere where the food costs more, you will probably actually make more money to have more clothes on unless you just, I mean, whatever, unless it's just your vibe. I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating on it at all. I was just watching. I was just in there. I'm nosy. As a server, I feel like sometimes. We try and count other servers money when we watch it. we like, dang, look at all these people up here. But in my mind, I'm thinking only the motherfuckers who are tipping you more because they tip the girls more at Twin Peaks to try and get their attention are making it worth your while and if you don't get one of those today then like how many days are these girls coming in here and it's like legit not worth a while and i just feel like the business model doesn't care because it's always gonna be a girl who thinks oh i'm gonna walk around here naked and these niggas is gonna throw money on me so if it don't happen they'll just replace you with another girl and their thing is the girls are pretty not the girls are good so even if the, the waitresses suck they don't give a fuck i don't know i don't know that's how i was just thinking that shit when i was in there and then i seen this one nigga who's sitting in there and my nigga look <sighs> he looked 40 but he also looked 20 like in this weird plasticky kind of way it was weird but he had a little dog or whatever and we was like oh okay the bitches keep coming up to this nigga because he got this little dog but then we, we realized he was waiting on two of the girls to get off and then he took the girls, the girls and him left together. So I'm like, oh, he's they sugar daddy. Because out here in Houston, you really got to be aware that a lot of the situations that you see in is like, those are sugar daddies. And those are their sugar babies. And that's really what's going on. So I'm like, oh, he's a sugar daddy. So I'm like, maybe that's the thing. Like you pull up to a spot like the Twin Peaks. And if you do your thing and you're good enough, maybe you could catch a sugar daddy on the back end. And that's kind of the the big draw but I think that it's really more times than not I don't want to say it's lazy but I feel like the older you get the more you realize if it sounds too good to be true it probably is I think it's more like that kind of situation where girls are like I mean niggas be looking at me anyway the the uniform's not that bad whatever and like I said Maybe you're just comfortable being like, I don't have no issue with women who cool being naked in front of strangers. Like I'm with that shit. I like to see naked women. I need women like you. Some of the, some of the best moments in my life have been surrounded by women who have no issue being naked in front of motherfuckers. And you know, some of my personal best memories is with women who had no issue doing some whole one time, one time I walked into a bar and this girl walked up to me and was like, I'm going to fuck you tonight. And I'm going to leave the rest of the story like at a dot, dot, dot. You know what I'm saying? The but what I'm telling you is that has, has she not, her freedom and liberation within herself led to not only one of the most interesting and entertaining events of my life, it also led to a friendship that lasts to this day. We're still friends because. I respect that shit. I, like, I love that shit. So, you know. That's all. That's all. I was just thinking about that when I was in Twin Peaks. I was like, man, the Twin Peaks sugar babies. I wonder if they really like getting this bread or whatever. And it is. I, this is the energy I need niggas to always know when they listen to my podcast. I don't think I know everything. I really don't. But I'm, I'm a full throatedly say pause. I'm a full throatedly say what it is I do think because that's the only way to get real life kind of feedback and information that can allow you to really adjust your opinion. If that makes sense, like if you tiptoe around what you really think all the time because you like, oh, people might think blah, 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 blah. Then you'll really be thinking some sick shit, some stupid shit where a motherfucker could just slap you on the back of the head and be like, hey, bro, you sound like a fucking dummy. I'm not afraid for niggas to tell me I sound stupid or something I said might have been like, yo, that's wild misogynistic or like, man, my nigga, that was wild this or wild that, whatever, right? Let me know. And if you're right, then I'll stop doing the shit or I'll acknowledge the shit. But if you're wrong, I might tell you to eat dicks. You know what I'm saying? Like that might be what happens to you. But I mean, if you're willing to police my behavior like that, then clearly you're not worried about if you have to eat dicks or not, right? But anyway, uh today's episode there's a lot going on in the world type shit uh so today we get a a heavy on the current events type episode um we're gonna take a break so that we can get this bread because you know if you're not subscribed for the 4.99 you know what i'm saying you can't complain about the breaks that's all i'm saying you can't complain about having to hear the ads if you're not paying the 4.99 because you know the niggas pay the 4.99 ain't got to hear the ads that's all i'm saying the niggas who subscribe for the 4.99 get benefits. And y'all want I want y'all to get the benefits. Come on, join the family. Nah, for real, we're going to take this a little quick break and we'll be right back. All right, so I feel like this is kind of one of them situations where The shit that I have to talk about, or the shit that's going on, is one of those, I have to devote some energy to talking about this kind of thing, even if, because, you know what, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I'm gonna be honest with y'all why I don't want to talk to y'all about the, about some of the shit going on, especially the first thing is the the Roe v. Wade shit that's going on, and I'll I'll explain it a little bit more in just a second, because I know some of y'all ain't plugged in like that, um, I don't really like talking about shit when I feel like the reason why we in the position is really a general consensus that not giving a fuck and just throwing shade at what happens in the end is in some way a viable way to, I don't know, conduct yourself in a representative democracy. Like, Because y'all niggas think you ain't got a vote. That's why. Because you think that this shit doesn't matter. You think that it does not matter that my nigga Trump got off three fucking Supreme Court justices. Those are lifetime appointments, bruh. Those are lifetime appointments with motherfuckers who haven't even been in their motherfucking positions for three, four years yet. And they already like, we about to burn it down. And it's just, it's honestly, it's almost annoying at this point to talk about because i don't like talking about stuff that doesn't have any kind of good ending somewhere and i don't know where the good ending is in this where is the moment where i say and but it, if we do this and because everyone's gonna band together and do like niggas don't band together to do shit motherfuckers ain't gonna do shit they just gonna complain and be like see blah 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 i'm just it's frustrating That I am frustrated. I don't know how many other people are frustrated, but I am annoyed. Annoyed. It's like, you know, 53% of white women voted for Trump the first time. And then after they've seen what four years look like, 57% of white women voted for Trump the second time. I ain't gonna cap. I didn't get that stat from the internet, I got it from a podcast, but I got it from a podcast where my nigga usually be knowing this shit, so that's wrong, I'll eat it, but I don't think it is, and I know for a fact that more white women voted for Trump than they did for uh, Hillary or Biden either time, so if that 5357 number is wrong, the sentiment is not, but it just comes from whatever, Let's just let's just read the fucking story this is a from Politico headline. The Supreme court has voted to overturn abortion rights draft opinion shows the Supreme court has voted to strike down a landmark Roe versus Wade decision. According to an initial draft majority opinion written by justice Samuel, Samuel Alito circulated inside the court and obtained by Politico. The draft opinion is full is a full throated pause, unflinching repudiation, Of the 1973 decision which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and the subsequent 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, that largely maintained the right, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled, he writes in a document labeled an opinion of the court. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. I, there's really no reason to go any farther than that. That says pretty much everything it needs to say. So basically, it's like, it's not a. It's, <laughs> I just don't, I don't even really know where to begin because I don't know everything that can be said about a situation like this, in my opinion. It's so obvious. It shouldn't even need to be said. It kind of doesn't make any sense to me that I need to say any of this shit, or that anyone needs to say any of this shit, because it's just, first of all, just from a practice. Let's 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 have let's pretend that this is a in good faith argument that abortion shouldn't be legal because of some whether it's a moral or ethical thing or whatever you, because you don't believe in abortion let's 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 just go that far um if you outlaw abortion motherfuckers would just stop getting safe abortions they will still get abortions like no one's Having a baby is not some light shit that a motherfucker be like, oh, maybe I could just bear through it. Like, if a motherfucker don't want a baby bad enough or feels like they're not in a position to care for a baby in such a way that they would go seek an abortion to begin with, they're going to find a way to get an abortion anyway. It's just going to be less safe. And that's just proven. That's not conjecture. That's just what the world is. That's what it is. Also, it is one of those things that functionally only impacts kind of like poor people and minorities. Because if you're rich and you have the kind of primary care physician that some of these rich people have, you're going to be able to get your abortion. If your daughter get pregnant, then somebody going to write down that that motherfucker life threatening. I guarantee you that them motherfuckers in them positions, they babies is not having no uh, no kids that they don't want to raise. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. I promise you that. So now it's just a, just a position where if you black, brown, poor, you know what I'm saying, fuck it. Whatever happens to you is on you. If you live in a state, because that's what it'll come down to, if you live in a state where they decide that abortion is what it is if you live in texas if you live in mississippi if you live in alabama if you live in florida if you live you know i'm saying in oklahoma if you live in all of these motherfucking places it's probably more fucking tennessee kentucky i'm sure all of these motherfucking states lean right enough that they will easily get anti-abortion legislation passed because it and this is kind of the crazy thing to me Y'all be letting that shit slide because we've been conditioned as Americans to feel like Christianity is not the same as other religions in the sense of the morals of Christianity are woven within the fabric of America. So you can do things like the separation of church and state isn't quite as important when it comes to Christianity. It's more like other shit. But I'm telling you, this is literally no different than... This is no different than how ISIS rules fucking Afghanistan or Iraq. My bad. It's literally not any different. It's the same fucking thing. They're letting the principles of their religion foster or facilitate or uh, fucking what's the word I'm really looking for? Uh, be the basis by which they make policy that impacts people from a government level. I don't know there's a simpler way to put that, but I can't fucking think of it right now. But that is what I'm trying to say. There's an easier... That, that's exactly what this is. Because abortion is not... Like, the concept that... Like, abortion is not murder. It's just not. It's not murder at all. It's, it's more... It's not murder. That's all I can say. Abortion is just not murder. It's not actually... It's not... I grew up in a white church where they are right now head over heels excited that this kind of thing went through. I grew up believing that, of course, abortion is murder. Literally grew up feeling like that because that's what I was taught. I stopped feeling like that probably as soon as I got old enough to really critically think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they have abortion stands where you could just go scrape a baby out of you. Like, that's the way the right makes it seem. The right makes it seem like prior to what this salvation that they bringing on the American people, the right makes it seem like women was just walking around fucking everybody who they saw because you're all Jezebel devils. You're all devil Jezebel whores who cannot keep it in your pants. So, first of all, all the women are just running around fucking everything. They just mm, 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 fucking, fucking. They fucking everything. They fucking boys. They fucking other girls. They just fucking. That's all they doing. And then after they get done fucking, they they go into the plan B vending machine. Because we got plan B and vending machines in the elementary schools. In the elementary schools, they got plan B in the vending machines because all these women is doing is fucking. And if the plan B baby murder pill doesn't work, then they just go right outside the preschool to the abortion stand where you can get a drive through abortion where you just put your legs up on the up, up, up on the on the door. You open the door, you put your legs up on the frame and they just they just suck the baby up out of you right there and they do it for three easy payments in nineteen ninety five and that's why these kids are going off the rails and the American family is falling the fuck apart. So y'all don't know the truth. Y'all don't it's just so fucking stupid. It's just fucking dumb. So, that's basically... Those are the vibes. Um, You know. We gotta stop this at all costs. (laughs) Because that's what what their image of abortion is. It can't possibly be that... You just weren't in a... Are not in a position to bring life into the world. I just... It's it's crazy to me that they be so pro-life. And, and this point is not unique. It's not, I, I didn't come up with this. I've heard a million people make this point because to me, it's kind of an obvious point. They be so pro-life, but they don't want to do anything to help the quality of life of kids who already exist. They don't want to actually... Tangibly do something about the educational system. They don't want to actually like do something about childhood poverty. They don't want to do anything about any of that stuff. They just want to make you have more babies because at the end of the day, back to the fact that they let this bullshit religious code Dictate how they make policy They feel like if you're not in a position To have kids you shouldn't be having sex anyway Which is why they don't allow sex education In school which is why we have it Higher teenage pregnancy rates And higher pregnancy rates between people Who didn't want to have kids because we don't have Good sex education in this country So all of us are just running Around fucking winging it I seen a tweet The other day that was like basically alluding to the fact that if you didn't want to sleep with somebody until you had seen the std records they would look at you and be offended but that should be common practice you should be getting tested regularly and then you should be sharing those results with your partners because you're fucking each other but that's so the way we talk about sex here is so stupid and so fucking taboo and so guarded because of that same shit that drives this, because of that that religious undertone that kind of governs the way that we let policy decisions be made in schools and in medical decisions, like in all of these things. So like now we have this goofy ass reality where we're one of the most advanced countries in the world, but we have issues that we just shouldn't fucking have. We charging niggas. We don't want to make a pathway where it's easier for motherfuckers to go to school. We don't want to revamp the educational system so that we can specialize people towards the things that we need. But we literally import all of the talent that our country has. The fact that when you try and get a doctor around this motherfucker, that nigga Brown, that's not a coincidence. It's because them niggas go to school for that. We're not producing a high level of citizen like we're not if you look at america as the parents of its citizens we're shit parents like america we have shitty parents we really have absentee we don't have a dad and our mom is running the streets and making excuses for why the fuck we living like this instead of just really buckling down and getting it together we all fucked off out here we all fucked off out here, and the reason why I didn't want to talk about this to begin with, and the reason why it frustrates me so much is because at the end of the day, the reason why we so fucked off is because niggas think sending out a tweet is doing something. Like, I sent out a tweet that said, you know, I I knew this would happen. So, like, bro, what the fuck? Like, it's, it's just not that. It, I, I said it before. I've seen it, and I, it's one of the realest shits I've ever seen. Voting is not sufficient. Like, it's necessary, but it's not sufficient. It's not enough. It's not like if you just go vote every time you're supposed to vote, everything is going to pan out to work out. But if you don't at least do that basic thing, you're setting yourself up for these religious goofies to be the ones who making the decisions that set up how we live. And they don't even have any real. You can't even have a good faith argument with them because it ain't based in nothing. Because it's like, okay, you pro-life. But if you pro-life, then you should be for all things that foster life. Simple shit like, okay, you pro-life, but you got rid of the child tax credit when that little $300, $350 that some people was getting, some of y'all be laughing about these people who got all of these kids and shit like that, not realizing how expensive kids are. Imagine you got four kids in your house and they had that little tax credit last year where you was getting an extra $1,200 a month in your house. twelve dollars to $1,400, depending on how young your kids are, a month in your house. How drastically that improves the quality of your children's lives. It ain't sometimes I feel like we so bent on not giving something to somebody who didn't work for it that we miss out on a thing that we swear we give a fuck about. We swear we care about them kids so much. But if there's no system in place for someone other than their parents to raise them, then how could you ever, how could you ever think that you were going to give those kids any positive future if you don't invest in their parents in some way? so it's like all legislation is meant to skip the parents. Like they trying to like find a way to help the kids without helping the parents, but you can't fucking do that. So like they just scrap all of this shit. They don't do anything. So again, you're pro-life though, right? You know what I'm saying? The foster care system is fucked up the way it's fucked up. The adoption agencies, you can't, we don't want gay people to adopt kids because they're gay and they might teach them to be gay because that's what, that's what we do as parents. I wake up every day and I teach my daughter and I'm like hey when you get old enough you know one day you're going to have to start sucking dicks. I don't actually. I don't actually teach my daughter about her sexuality because that's fucking weird. That's weird. No one's doing that. No one's growing up grooming their kids telling them they got to make and I'm not saying no one's doing that because you know actually there are people who do that but it's weird. It's weird to like Tell your sons to chase hoes. It's weird to tell your daughters to lay up under some man. That shit is weird. Like just. It's weird. And it's not the way that you're supposed to parent your kids. And if you're doing that shit. Even if if you're raising your kids up straight. You still doing it the wrong way. Just let them grow up. And be who they're going to be. And. Give like what you're supposed to be explaining to your kids is about like boundaries and safety and respect and stuff like that. Y'all motherfuckers is trying to make sure that your kids ain't gay, and it's just, that's not gonna work. Personally, I think if you spend too much time trying to make sure your kids are gay, you're probably gonna end up with gay kids. Could be wrong, could be wrong, but a lot of the motherfuckers I know who turned out gay got parents who they couldn't even tell they was gay. So I bet they was they was probably on some like, Hey, hey, you like them girls, huh? And it wouldn't end up happening. Nothing anyway. Anyway, whole point was You don't want, you know what I'm saying, the gays to raise the kids up, so they can't adopt kids. So you got these kids growing up in foster care, going from group home to group home, getting beat up by the kids and their peers, can't trust nobody, going from one educational system to another so they can't have no continuity in education. Not to mention that they got higher rates of drug use and being molested or sexually abused in some kind of way, sex trafficked altogether. Fuck them, fuck them. But if you want to get rid of a baby that you would possibly put into a situation like that, also, fuck you. Also, fuck you. You have to keep that baby. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's just no continuity behind it. And also, again, most of it is governed by Christianity. And the way we done turned out as adults, we don't even believe in that shit no more. I feel like most things my age, if you 32, we all believe it. We all believe in a higher power. We believe in God to a degree, but Jesus, nigga, half us don't even believe Jesus was a real motherfucker. I ain't saying that because it's also, I feel like it's a lot of us who like me, where it's like the way I grew up, we could be wrong and I'd rather be, you know what I'm saying? Uh... (laughs) i'm trying to ride that fence until i'm sure i might granny didn't start going to church for real till she was like 50 something maybe i'll change my mind when i'm old and get back into it except for this global warming thing so a nigga never gonna get old but whatever i'm just saying it just those are the people who go out and vote so you know their positions get represented in you know this shit because we don't give a fuck and that's why i do want to talk about it because y'all be like oh you ever do trey always telling us to go vote blah 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 doesn't mean anything blah 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 and then yeah you know i'm saying whatever then you better be wrapping it up then if you don't want to go vote you better be strapping it up because i'm gonna tell you i don't know if this is too too much in my roe v wade that had a nigga roe i mean shit i ain't saying that they held it wasn't i believe in a woman's right to choose because I feel like it's been some women in my life who made a decision that was best for all parties involved. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to have no, all my kids are black. I ain't got no, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got no, I ain't got no white baby mamas and nothing like that. And, you know, that's a stain on you in this culture. You can't be having no white baby mamas. They be looking at you different like you're not really a nigga. So, I, uh, you know. I'm just saying, everybody ain't in a position to have no motherfucking kids. It ain't the government position to tell nobody what to do. And maybe if you had been in a situation where you had to make a decision like that, then you would be more, you know, you would give more of a fuck, you know. It's just, I'm telling you, a lot of it is kind of fucked up because I feel like men would care more if, it, if they knew it impacted them more directly. But I'm just telling y'all, child support is expensive than a motherfucker. And imagine being in a situation where your child is being raised by a woman who didn't want to keep him i would never want that raising kids is hard as fuck bro like raising kids is hard as fuck i couldn't imagine raising a child that i didn't want from the offset my kids i didn't know i'm like i didn't plan my kids but i, I was cool with both i wanted my kids even, even when i was in high school even brie i was on some shit where i was like you know when she first told me i was looking at her like i mean so what you thinking she was like, "I'm thinking I'm gonna have a baby in eight months," and I was like, "Okay, well, we are having a baby in eight months." And damn, I can't ask. That was just—it's your right. It's your right to choose. You know what I'm saying? With Blaze's mom, dad, we didn't even have that conversation. It was like, "No, nah, we can just have the baby," because you know, we stupid. We. Is is this? Every time I talk about, I think about me and Blaze's mom having her. I think about this meme I seen where it's for the flex seal tape and Billy Mays, you know, where where he got the big drum of water in the big hole and he slaps the flex seal on it and it like stops the big leak or whatever. And um, the meme is like, it's got him holding it and it says like two idiots on the tape and then he slaps it on the thing, he slaps the tape on the tank and it's like a baby. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, no. It was like, it was he was two idiots and the and the the whole was a doomed relationship. That's what it was. The whole was a doomed relationship, and you cover up the doomed relationship with the baby, but that doesn't work. Just for just for clarity, if your relationship is doomed and you have a baby, then what you will have is a baby mama. But uh anyway, because we were Oh, damn never mind. I was gonna say because we're recording, I gotta go run. And get the charger because the camera about to die You know what I'm saying my phone about to die But that motherfucker dead already so It looks like I'm gonna just take some clips Of this you know we're not gonna get a Full episode because I wasn't prepared Because I don't usually do this but just the fact That I did it y'all should Let you know that I'm really paying more attention To this shit or whatever Um I I don't know y'all I, uh, sometimes I feel like I need to write down exactly what I've talked to y'all about on the podcast because sometimes it'll be something I want to talk to y'all about and I'll be like, did I say something about that? You know what I'm saying? But I don't think I did. I don't think I did. This ties in though. So I'm going to tell y'all about it anyway. And if I told you about it twice, I'm sorry. But um, one of the things I, I'll be thinking about as far as like the parallel between how they be pro-life when it comes to abortion, but they not really pro-life is that if you're going to be pro-life, you can't really fuck with the death penalty. Like the death penalty is too broken. It's too fucked up. There's too many things that are wrong with the death penalty for you to, be able to consider yourself pro-life and fuck with that because the whole pro-life thing is that all life matters and that you shouldn't terminate any human life so i mean are these niggas not human i mean you know that's really what they think but they're not gonna say that so whatever so um i see this story a few weeks ago uh about this man in south carolina so the story is south carolina inmate picks firing squad over electric chair a South Carolina prisoner scheduled to be the first man executed in the state in more than a decade has decided to die by firing squad rather than an electric later misfiled Friday. Richard Bernard Moore, 57, is also the first state prisoner to face the choice of execution methods after a law went into effect last year making electrocution the default and giving inmates the option to face three prison workers with rifles instead. Moore spent more than two decades on death row after being convicted of the 1999 killings of convenience store clerk James Mahoney in Spartanburg. If executed as scheduled on April 29th, he would be the first person put to death in the state since 2011 and the fourth in the country to be to die by firing squad in nearly half a century. Um. So now I don't usually do this while I'm talking to y'all. But we got to look that up and see, because they said the 29th, um, <clears throat> we got to see if he, um, <clears throat> if it, if they went through with that shit. So I got to so start, I got to, we got to look this up real quick. We got to put my name, my, my ass name in the Google. I meant to put this in a while ago um okay yeah they halted the plan I figured if he got killed I would know, but I had to be sure because now they are uh, challenging this litigation challenging the constitutionality of uh the state's execution methods including the electric chair because the thing about it is bro is that the way it's supposed to be is they're not supposed to be able to kill you and torture you in the mean th- in the in the um in the process and the thing with lethal injection is they done more studies on lethal injections and the studies that they found on that basically say something to the avail of they're supposed to be a painless death where they just fall asleep but it's not that uh apparently these motherfuckers been dying in pain the whole time we just don't know and then they have all the botched ones if you from oklahoma i know you remember they suspended oklahoma's lethal injections because they kept fucking them up where niggas was like not dying at first and just wild shit. Uh, because there's really no lethal injection drugs. The drugs that they use are just random. Every state don't even use the same drugs. They don't be approved to do the job that they're supposed to do. It's all fucked up, y'all. It's the way that they do. It's literally torture. Um Also... It costs more money. It's, pr- it's one of those things. Everything that they do bothers me so much because on every level, it just doesn't make any sense. It's it's almost like they're just fucking with us. It's all about, it'd be about money and perception and all this other stuff because motherfuckers want to see a nigga die for some shit that they did. And I will say this, I understand that there are instances where you see somebody do something. You're like, oh, this motherfucker raped a two-year-old. He, he deserves to die. A hundred percent, bro. I feel you on that. There are absolutely instances where I hear crimes and punishments where I'm like, we don't need to keep this nigga here for nothing. He could go. However, How many niggas are on death row for shit they didn't do? Like niggas stay getting exonerated off of death row. Not only do people stay getting exonerated off death row, they're usually black men. You feel what I'm saying? Because we be getting ran, especially historically before they was using DNA. And there's motherfuckers on death row right now who they, you know, oh, we lost the DNA. There was no DNA. Motherfuckers who have always, think about some of the high profile uh, fucking, what was his name? I think Julius Jones in Oklahoma. Um, it was, an, I, I wish I could think of, of Morty, but it was like, it's like motherfuckers who basically, when you look at their whole case, they probably didn't do this shit and they literally on death row for shit that they probably didn't do and they had to go face a hella inhumane way to die. If you're in South Carolina right now, your choices are firing squad or electric chair. Y'all niggas seen green mom? These some percy ass niggas. These niggas is not wearing the sponge, bro. I don't trust the police, bro. Hell no, I'm not letting you electrocute me, nigga. Not after I seen that shit, bro. The fuck? Niggas talking about, or firing squad. So I got to go stand up knowing there's three niggas in front of me with the choppers about to just blast me. And I just got to sit there and be like, well, I guess I shouldn't have done what I did. Even if I didn't, Maybe, maybe I didn't do it. Because it's like not a humane way to kill a person. It's just not. And it costs more. Like the death penalty is not cheap. And also, just the fact that that's the way that we view how you treat criminals is the reason, in my opinion, why crime is so bad here. Because we really do not have anything in our system that's about rehabilitation. It's all about punishment. So we just break motherfuckers down more and more and more and more until they don't have shit left and they finally do some crazy shit where we get the house them forever and then like boom, prison industrial complex. And we have all of these. This is And this is the thing. The reason why we have so many of these issues is because so many things in America are foundationally built on people getting fucked over that... I don't think motherfuckers even know how this thing will hold itself up if we didn't if we didn't exploit everybody. But I know it ain't my job to figure it out. It's mu it's other people's job to figure that shit out. And I don't know. I just I almost hate the world we live in. Y'all. It just I do. I hate so many other things that we have to deal with on a consistent basis. Shit that we just shouldn't have to, in my opinion, but I don't know. I don't have a fucking solution. I'm just a nigga on here with this motherfucking podcast, working like a motherfucking slave, you know, trying to do my little thing. Mm. I'm going to take one more break we gonna come back with one more story. It's not, it doesn't belong in any segments that we have. It's not a white people do this or anything like that. Uh we gotta talk about my nigga Spell getting uh getting jumped on stage, getting tackled. Uh first, I take a quick break. All right, y'all. So uh Yesterday, uh, according to uh, ABC7, Los Angeles Eyewitness News, (laughs) Dave Chappelle attacked. Video shows moment suspect tackles comedian at Hollywood Bowl. Video shows the exact moment a man ran on stage and attacked comedian Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl. The footage obtained by TMZ shows the suspect, who has since been identified as a 23 year old Isaiah Lee, running onto stage. Running onto the stage and tackling the comedian. According to an update issued by Los Angeles uh, Police Department on Wednesday, Lee was armed with a replica handgun slash knife. Police released photos of the replica, whose knife blade extends outward underneath the gun barrel. Lee was taken into custody Tuesday night. The video shows Chappelle falling back, but managed to quickly free himself as security rushed out to grab the attacker. According to ABC News, Chappelle and the man tussled on the stage floor. Security staff surrounded and tackled the man in the rear corner of the stage. Chappier appeared to run towards the altercation, saying the man was being stomped and asked repeatedly for security to remove the man from the stage. Exclusive footage from AR-7 HD captured uh, captured captured the attacker on a gurney as he was being loaded into an ambulance and being taken to a hospital for unspecified injuries, Lee was booked on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon, is being held on thirty thousand dollar bail, according to LAPD booking records. It's unclear what motivated Lee to run on the stage. Yo, first of all, I would like to start off with the fact that, and bro credit my nigga keys for tagging me in this tweet they beat my nigga to a pulp my nigga was for real looking like mojo jojo off the i was watching i mean blaze be watching the powerpuff girls so i've been watching re-watching powerpuff girls they be fucking mojo jojo up for and that's and my nigga is really their brother mojo jojo is low-key they brother Y'all don't know the backstory, my nigga Professor X, Mojo Jojo used to work for Professor X, he was like his pet monkey, and then he's a monkey, so like, he accidentally spilled some chemical X into the Powerpuff Girls shit, so my nigga's like, get the fuck out, monkey, you of here, and then the girls come out with superpowers, and my nigga Professor X never even apologized to my nigga Mojo Jojo, instead, he lets the Powerpuff Girls beat on this monkey, bro, where is Peter? anyway, Anyway, back to what I was talking about. They beat the shit out of this nigga, bro. And I've been seeing shit where they like, see, this is all product of the Will Smith slap. And even Chris Rock was there because it was at like a a Netflix comedy uh, festival. And Chris Rock gets on the mic afterwards. He's like, was that Will Smith or whatever? Which to me, I I, I honestly thought that was kind of corny. Not on no like, oh, leave Will alone shit. I just thought it was corny. Like, it's just, it just wasn't funny to me. I actually thought a lot of the things that transpired after the fact weren't funny to me. Um, the actual him getting tackled on stage thing, not funny because, bro, <sighs> motherfuckers is getting so bold and so wild. Like You don't have to like everything Dave Chappelle says or anything like that, but at the end of the day, that man is just a comedian who out here doing his job. That's it. My niggas is out here telling jokes. You don't got to think they funny. Don't fucking listen. And just this weird space that people are in where they feel like shit like that is cool. Or I I don't know what the vibe. I don't know even know how to explain what be going on through people's head when they do shit like that. But it's whack. It's whack and they're whack and whack. That's all I got to say about it for now. Wiggity wiggity whack. Um, the security out of pocket security has something like for somebody as high profile as Dave Chappelle it ain't no reason nobody should have been able to get he needed the security that was at that basketball game when that motherfucker tried to jump out the crowd and that nigga jumped out the second row on that ass and was like nah come here that's what they that's what Dave Chappelle needed he needed some real security cause them niggas they was fucking letting this shit go down damn near. Like, y'all niggas was slacking on your Mac and where was you at? Then, uh, you know, they take them to the back and start beating the shit out of them or whatever. Dave Chappelle run over there talking about, yeah, get this nigga up out of here. And, oh, excuse me. He come back on the, on the bike talking about it. I've been doing stand-up for 30 years and this is my first time stomping a nigga out or some shit like that. Which to me, I'm not going to lie. Some good old ghetto shit does do my my heart some good. They should have never let him get on stage. But the fact that after that nigga got on stage, they all went and stomped that nigga out as a family. I was like, man, this is really a bonding moment for the black community. And I appreciate seeing this. Because don't come up here trying to plex on somebody. Because you could get. That's what's happening if you run up on me or mine. we not having no. We don't care about what mental health issues you might have. Or what's going on or nothing like that. You run up on me and my niggas. We stomping you the fuck out. That's it. You shouldn't have ran up. We, never seek, we don't seek out violence. That's not how we get down. We grown ass men. That shit ain't cute. But if you run up on me or any of my niggas, we stomping you the fuck out. No questions asked. It ain't nothing to talk about. You shouldn't have ran up. My nigga, that, Jamie Foxx ran up. N- niggas, niggas, you... You be finding out what celebrities really got a little hood in them when you see what they do when some shit go down. My nigga, Dave Chappelle, talk about, you, if something happened to you, you know Jamie Foxx gonna pop out of nowhere with a sheriff hat on. Because Jamie Foxx did have on one of them big-ass Cam Newton hats. I don't know, but. The, the thing that I thought wasn't funny, bro, is like, I'm not gonna lie. This last Dave Chappelle special, I laughed. I thought it was funny. Even the trans jokes, I laughed. I thought they were funny. There was one part in it that I didn't care for, and it was when he started talking about how his friends was a transgender woman and how she killed herself and all that. Because I don't really like that what was me shit from anybody. I don't like anybody being like, oh, feel sorry for me for whatever. And I felt like that was the first time in Dave Chappelle's career I had ever seen him do some shit that gave me that kind of feeling. Where my nigga's like, oh, y'all should feel bad for me because whatever, whatever. I was like, uh... That kind of just left a weird taste in my mouth. But overall, the jokes I thought were funny. Um, And I understand how they can be offensive to a group of people. Um, I, I have this weird relationship with like, Representative offensiveness, offended though, like outrage, like representative outrage, where you like outrage for a community that you don't belong to. Um, I it's just I don't believe white people whenever they act like they care as much about the stuff that happens to black people as black people do because. I'm like, you can't possibly care as much as we do because you're not a black people. You know what I'm saying? You could care a lot. Like you can, you could recognize that it's wrong and you can like listen to what we saying and be like, damn, they saying that's fucked up. It's kind of fucked up or whatever. And And I'm not talking about murder right now, by the way, like, When they're murdering black people indiscriminate in the streets, I'm sure you can reach a level of empathy that is much closer to what ours is. I'm just talking about when someone makes black jokes, when someone says things about black people or do things that are culturally insensitive to black people. I just have a hard time believing that you're like truly outraged because I don't feel outraged when people do things that are culturally insensitive to women. I recognize it as wrong, but I'm not a woman. So like it doesn't directly impact me. So outrage is not what I feel. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I feel like, oh, man, this thing is happening to me. And they're like, like, I feel like there's got to be a slightly different feeling of this is happening to me in my community than the feeling of I'm not sure if I believe that this is right or wrong. That's all I'm saying. So I feel like a lot of this shit around Dave Chappelle is motherfuckers like pretending to be more mad than they really are because they feel like they have to or else they condone the behavior. That's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of what you see is I have to pretend like this is just this big a deal to me because if not, then I'm accepting the behavior. And I'm not even saying that that's wrong. I'm not here to say that one thing is right or one thing is wrong or whatever, whatever. I'm just saying that like, sometimes I think it's cool to just be like, I didn't think it was funny because a piece of me feels like we laughing at somebody, not laughing with them. But I feel like, and, and just to, to put a pin in this part, the reason with the Chappelle thing where I get so frustrated, where I say people have like this outrage, it isn't real outrage is the last thing he says in the thing is basically, I'm not going to talk about this anymore until I'm more certain that me and this community are on the same page, where my words are coming from a place of hurt. And honestly, At the end of the day, that is so much more than you are given in this world by most people who call themselves or who you feel have offended or wronged you in any way. I just felt like a lot of the outrage was overblown. I say all this to say. When at the end of all this going down, he got up and was like, it was a trans man. I didn't find that funny at all. I didn't think it was funny at all for Dave Chappelle to make that joke. And I am officially at the point where I'm tired of hearing Dave Chappelle make jokes about the transgender community. I'm not outraged. I'm not canceling Dave Chappelle. But every time Dave Chappelle tells the jokes about transgender people, it won't be funny to me. And Dave Chappelle's one of the greatest comedians of all time to me. He's got, if his comedy specials were a rap album, it's they be it don't be no skips on that bitch. All the jokes hit. This funny from top to bottom. The transgender jokes aren't funny to me anymore. They're just not. And they're just not. That's really it. That was, it's crazy to me too because I have less to say about this whole encounter because when I read that statement, it kind of like soured it for me where I was like, bro, come on. Leave them people alone. Leave them people alone. And I'm just wondering at what point does that come i mean i I will admit as a black man it probably is not probably i am a black man i'm high um as a black man it is very easy to think of the gay and transgender community as comprising of white men and treating the way that that community behaves or is treated or advocates for themselves or whatever as a bunch of white men just really wanted more autonomy and control over them, their lives beyond what any other group has on some like the audacity, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that is literally the way um, people feel or, or black, some black men feel about the gay and transgender community. But I think that it's really important that we remember that that is just not the case. For me personally, it took me realizing that all of the gay people in my life are black. Just about, I know a few white, but they're not my friends. They're like my coworkers or people who I know in a in a in a, a an associate setting. But all the gay people who I know, not only are they black, they're almost all black women. So a lot of this hatred or even just I won't say hatred, because I don't think it's that. But this contention with that community, uh, I just feel like it's misplaced. Because it's really, you don't really hate gay people and transitions. It's white men. You're tired of white men. Just just say You're tired of white men. I feel like everybody is way more on board with that statement to begin with. And if you just leave it at that, motherfuckers will fuck with it some more. But, you know, whatever. Um, y'all, I... Uh, I think I'm about to end. I think I'm about to end it on that, bro. I, uh, oh, you know what? Keys hit me and wanted me. He asked me if I watched Ozark because he was on some like, you should do a recap over that instead of Total Drama Island. It's Temptation Island, dickhead. Um, I literally just chose this because the new season was starting and I knew I was going to watch it. And I was like, I want to talk to somebody about it. But doing uh running show recaps is something that I'm extremely open to doing. I'm extremely open to taking suggestions on what show to do that on. I'm willing to do it over a show that I've already watched or a show that I haven't watched. I'll do one over a wildly popular show. It could be drama. It could be... I don't really care. Um, If y'all fuck with me, hit me up on the feedback or something and tell me that you want me to do a new... And tell me what show you want done next. And I'll do whatever. Because they don't take much time. And I'll probably keep doing them. And... Just for the sake of saying I'm doing it, we're episode late because uh, episode dropped just whenever. But the last episode I watched, just to give you a real fast recap, uh, ho-ass Jillian finally let Tommy clap. You know what I'm saying? But... Obviously, I'm gonna be honest, the way it was looking, he was acting all timid and scary, like he didn't really wanna do it. I'm like, my man Mike might got a little performance anxiety. Like he gonna think he gonna really be able to knock it down. That's the vibes he was giving me. I ain't even gonna cap, but you know that ain't my business. That ain't my business. Uh Edgar on the other side of the island finally piped Marissa down. Uh that's really the end of that story. Piped her down, so you know Jillian gonna have to see that on her next bonfire. Ashley kissed that white boy Blake. I didn't think she was going to do that, but she only did that after she seen LaSalle's all crying about being in love with Trace and shit like that. And now she's like, fuck this nigga. I have to think about myself, but she's still saying in every breath, I think about myself, but we'll have to see what he wants to do at the end of this whole thing. Um, Ashley and Hanya, Hanya still ain't doing nothing but crying and being weird. Ash is uh, still over there uh, fucking on Taylor um, she didn't, they had a little thing where they had to send each other messages. Hanya, the only nigga who didn't get a message, he sent her a message saying some weird shit. And she was just like all enraged, which is why I think it's funny. Cause I think Ash is acting like she don't fuck with Hanya no more. Or like she's over it, but she's not over it. She's mad. And when you're mad, not over it. I honestly think Hanya still got a chance to come back from that shit, even though she fucking the shit out that nigga Taylor. Cause I think that she just really wanted to, to fuck with that nigga. Um, Luke and Iris Iris want to go on a date with D but she ain't letting that nigga out of her bed and shit like that so I don't think that she gonna let that nigga smack um, Luke left her a, a, a little video message and he was all like you know I'm growing I'm becoming a better person I'm seeing things about myself that made her feel better I think I was wrong about Luke and Iris I thought that they was not gonna I think they gonna be the couple that leave the island together um, I said Ashley kissed that white boy. Lascelles is just doubling down more with Trace on some, you know, I love her, crying and shit. Just being a lame. I think Lascelles is kind of a lame now that this whole thing has went on. Um and I think that's it. I don't really think there's anything else really worth mentioning because we're already a week behind. But I mean, just in case, you know, you was paying attention, you gave a fuck, you know. I just wanted to, you know, drop that in there on the end. Uh that's it for this week's episode, man, or for today's episode. You know I come back with a bonus episode or something like that in a couple of days. I love y'all like always. Thanks for tuning in. Leave your feedback on the episode below. I mean on the uh, on the shit below. If you ain't subscribed, the link is in the show notes. You can click that motherfucking subscribe for $4.99. You get access to bonus episodes and new shit every week. Until next time, I love y'all. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic check, Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself. It's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga. Trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to Gabon Escape trials and tribulations. Fighting your honor. Shark in the water. Grabbing for paper like out Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny. Them, he been slapping shit so long they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly he walk on stars. Solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre Dre, make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons, laying the folds down like futons for the billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. The fuck this shit, podcast. <laughs>